Belly up to the bar of barflies and have a drink with me. My name is Kellen and this is the Midwestern Barfly Podcast. Well, howdy do everybody. Welcome back to the show. I'm glad you all came back. How's everybody doing this fine day? This fine Wednesday. This fine Well, as I look out the window, very dreary, very wet, very wet and rainy Wednesday. Uh, This is episode number 245525 of the Midwestern Barfly Podcast. And you know what? We have a big show for you today. I do want to make one thing clear about this show. If you hear something like this, I I don't know if the mic is picking it up. It sounds like a weird leathery ASMR. I got a bait. This is a weird side thought. I got a, just bought one baseball the other day. Just one baseball. And if you saw the tweet, you would know what I'm talking about. But I just bought one baseball because I wanted to be like one of those like cool, hip sports writers or sports reporters or whatnot that has one baseball on his desk and then just tr- and like tosses it back and forth or up in the air to himself um, as he tries to write or tries to create something. So if you hear anything like that or any kind of rustling, that's me just fucking around with this baseball while I talk about stuff. And thankfully enough, the first topic of this show is going to be baseball related, so that fits there. But before we get into today's show, as always, this show is sponsored by the Midwestern Barfly Gazette Shop. That's right. That is our merch store. That is where you can get all the fun, goofy... I can never think of good words for this ad read, for these for these good adjectives, but fun, goofy, entertaining merchandise that w- this website has to offer. We have things like the I My Grandma's book. I just realized, side note, again, that this might get annoying if I try doing this. This is me smacking the baseball. Wow, that also spiked on my computer. Anyway, enough with the ADD. Um... You can get the I My Grandma's Bookie line, the Win Bets Pound Beers line, the What Did I Do line, the Summer Bods Overrated line. All of this could be yours if you hit the link in the description of wherever you're listening to this podcast. Check it out. Fill up your cart with all of this beautiful merchandise and show it off to the world. Put, put it on social media. Let us know when you got it. Let us know what you think about it. We'll share it, retweet it, like it, favorite it, put it in our Instagram story, whatever the case may be. We'd love to see you in our merch, so make sure to head there ASAP to stock up on all this merch before the holidays are over. But now that now that 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 is out of the way, let's get into today's topics. All right, ladies and gentlemen, to start off this program, I think we got to get into a little bit of baseball, the Midwest baseball. We need to talk about how my beloved, my cherished favorite team in the world Chicago Cubs made a big signing in free agency last week they brought in former 2019 NL MVP and former Dodger don't know why I said former twice but we're gonna roll with it Cody Bellinger on a one-year 17 and a half million dollar contract now for those of you that don't know Belsky I'm calling him Belsky I don't even know that's a real (laughs) I don't even know if that's a real nickname Mr. Bellarooney, Mr. I'm just going to make up funny names the rest of this segment. I don't care. Um, like I said, former MVP. He had a very monster year. I don't know why I closed his profile on my 
phone. I'm not a smart, as many of you know, I'm not a smart person. Here we go. 2019, he put up a, a pretty good stat line. 305 batting average, 47 homers, 115 RBIs. Not something to scoff at. Those are some pretty MVP-worthy numbers, if I do say so myself. Now, this obviously doesn't take into account any defensive metrics. Again, not smart enough to understand defensive metrics. I, I, I'm going by the offense here, and looks pretty solid. But the three years after that, not so solid. Uh, three years after that, batting average-wise. Now I know this is going to take into account 2020, the pandemic year, shortened season. I get it. Like, get off me. But when you look at these numbers, still doesn't look good. He put up a 239 batting average in 2020, 165 in 2021, 210 in 2022. Home runs-wise, he goes 12, 10, and 19, respectively. RBIs-wise, 30, 36, and 68, respectively. Just goes down the list there. Kind of a fall from grace from his MVP year, if I do say so myself. Now, why am I talking about Cody Bellinger? Why am I talking about this besides the fact the Cubs are in the Midwest? Um, it's because I think this contract kind of sucks. Like, personally, I'm, some baseball purist out there might look at it and might listen to me and go, Kellen, you're a fucking idiot. And yet, they would be right. I'm, I am an idiot, but... Those three years, they don't look like something I would pay $70.5 million for. Now, I get it. The Cubs are in a rebuilding year. All their pieces from 2016 are gone. Like, Rizzo, Bryant, Javi, Contreras just went to the fucking Cardinals, for, and we couldn't trade him, and we couldn't re-sign him for some reason, so we just let him walk to a rival. Don't get me started on that shit. But $17.5 million, that's like star money. That's like shit where if you're bringing in somebody actually good, that's going to headline your franchise. Now, could Bellinger turn it around and come back and to somewhere near his 2019 form? Sure. Could we re-sign him? Possibly. Who knows? But I personally, if I'm throwing him a flyer, which I agree with, side note, I agree with like throwing the guy a flyer, see what he can do. See if he can get out of this slump and then maybe resign him later. I'm signing his ass to $8 million. I'm signing. There's no shot he's getting double digits out of me if I was a GM. His ass would be signed to $8 bucks. That's as much as I'm giving up for him on a one-year deal until he can prove something. Now, if he wants seventeen and a half, I would have signed him to two years. If he wants to come for three, sign him 24 mil, 25 mil, whatever eight times three is. $17.5 million for one year, that's a little extreme. To me, that's one of those contracts where, A, again, flyer thing, you want to throw him a flyer, but B, you need a face. You need a face of this franchise to try to sell tickets while you're rebuilding the squad, while you're getting rid of dead money, while you're doing this, all the GM bullshit. You need something. And $17.5 mil is that something. That gets you something to sell. Because if you don't have something to sell after Wilson just walked. The business side of this whole of this whole operation is going to just crumble. Because this team's going to be great. This team's going to suck. Has no names on this team besides maybe Kyle Hendricks and a few others I can't even think of. The, the fact, again, side note. For 
Again, side note, I feel like I have ADD now and everybody has to just listen to my bullshit. But you know what? Side note. If there's anybody else from like 2016 that's still on this team besides Kyle Hendricks, and I don't, I'm not, I can't think of them, then they obviously don't have the name value that Cody Bellinger does. That's just, that's just my thought. But anyway, um, in closing, I don't know where the fuck this team's going to go. I don't know. I hope Cody... I hope Cody comes back to form. I hope he can stay with the team. He's a good young player. Very versatile. Play outfield. This, that, whatever. It just kind of brings... Helps bring the team together. Helps puts us in the right direction as a franchise. But did we waste money on him for a year where he could walk next year? If, again, he does come back to form or somewhere near form? Yes. But you know what? What do I know? I'm just a guy from the Midwest with a beer and a laptop trying to make sense of this fucking world. All right, so for the second segment of this show, we're going to talk about a little sports gambling. Talk about a little sports betting and how the legalization of online gambling, uh, online sports gambling across the country has really changed people in a way. It's really diminished the common sense portion of their brains and has risen the, how do you put it? Best way to explain it, the oh, woe is me, it's not my fault, unfair. It, everything's unfair portion of their brains. Like the, it's an injustice if it doesn't go my way portion of their brains. What do I mean by that? Let me explain. So just the other day, or the other week rather, um, I was following along with the Atlanta Hawks New York Knicks game. And about four minutes into the game, one of the Hawks stars, last name's Murray, I, I don't want to try to pronounce his name because I don't want to be disrespectful and butcher it. So I'm going to spell it D E J O U N T. Deontay? Dejounte? However you pronounce it, I'm sorry for butchering your, your name. But Murray went down four minutes into the game with, in a, with a leg injury. And side note, I hope Murray, I wish nothing but the best for the guy. Very skilled player, very good young player. He's got a bright future in this league. I hope he comes back better than ever. But when that happened, Twitter started to blow up. There's all these people were just shooting out tweets. Void Murray, void Murray, void Murray, void Murray bets. And I'm thinking to myself, what the fuck are these people talking about? And then it, it hit me. They wanted their sports books that they bet on to avoid anything that had to do with Murray because he got injured four minutes into the game. They thought it was unfair that he only played four minutes in the game and he didn't have enough time to successfully hit their bets or even try to hit their bets. They thought it was not their fault that Murray was that the, that their, that the Murray bet of whatever they did of whatever parlay they had was going to lose and that they should be compensated for it. Ladies and gentlemen, I feel like I'm about to have a stroke just explaining this. They, <laughs> I, I'm pulling up the, the definition of what a bet is. Just because just I'm just infuriated at the thought of people not understanding this basic concept. So, just, just to put this into perspective. What a wager is, it's a risk... Or of a sum, a sum of money or valued item against someone else's on the basis of the outcome of an unpredictable event 
also known as a bet. That is what a wager is called. I'll say it again. It's a risk of a sum of money or valued item against someone else's someone else's on the basis of the outcome of an unpredictable event. So basically, in layman's terms, if you put up money and some unpredictable event between the two parties does not happen, you lose that money. So if you put Murray over 20 points in that game and he recorded minutes and it did not happen, you lose your money. There's there's no refunds. There's no, none of that bullshit. It's a bet. You honor a bet. And it, I just want to throw this baseball across the room through a window and hit a duck because I have to explain this shit. But... And that's what I did. I, that's what I did on on Twitter after I saw this. I put out a tweet. That tweet said, "People are really demanding that sportsbooks void Murray bets. Really, he recorded four minutes and he got injured. There's no reason to void that. Get over yourselves and stop crying." That is the exact tweet. And I thought that made sense. I thought it made sense because guess what? He recorded time in the game and he sadly got injured. It's not, it's not the better's fault because they didn't know, but it's not the, not the book's fault because they didn't know. But as the better, you placed a bet, betting that he would last the entire fucking game and get over whatever points you need or whatever rebounds, and it did not happen. So you lose your money. Now I explained that in that tweet, and people were up in arms. They thought that I was an idiot. Well, granted, I'm not. They are. But they explained... They kind of furthered their explanation and said something along the lines of it's not fair that books void some players and not others. It's it, it's not fair. It's not fair. It's not fair. First off, fair should be taken out of the fucking dictionary. Too many people are using it's not fair. It's not fair. Fuck off. But secondly, it's their fucking sports book. I don't know why I'm getting so mad at this right now, but just the idiocy of people. It's their fucking sports book. They're allowed to void some and not others. If they want to void a fucking bet, they can. If they want to let a bet ride, they can. It's all based on what they think is the best form of like customer service or whatnot. They want to do good by the better. But they also don't want to lose money. I wish I had more like analysis on this situation. But it, like I've been saying, it's such a common sense situation practice that all I can do is throw what I've just thrown out there and have you like take it in as the information that it is. It just boggles my mind that people have this attitude about about gambling it just boggles my mind that they believe that four minutes is unfair like a, a, a player playing four minutes is unfair now what would be unfair and this would be the only reason that i would ever because th- i i honestly don't think bets should be void ever be voided it's a bet like come on but like i was saying if a book wants to void a bet as a form of good customer service and throwing a bone to the better 
God bless him. Go for it. But one bet that I personally believe is the only bet that should be voided is if a, and this actually happened to me, is if a player is deemed active for on the roster, like a fo- like football, for example, if a player who's normally a starter is deemed active on a roster but does not play and is on the sideline but does not play a single snap, that should be voided. That should be voided. Because as the better, I went into that game thinking, that guy's active, that guy normally gets, like if it's a running back, that guy gets a, a, a good amount of touches every every game. I'm going to place over 50, 50 rushing yards on the guy, whatever. And he doesn't play a single snap, but he's listed as active, I that should be voided. Now if he played two snaps, got 10 yards, and blew out his knee, then yeah. Bad luck on my part. Lost my bet. Whatever. But bottom line here is just respect your bets. Respect the book. And if you don't like it, don't fucking bet. Rant over. All right, ladies and gentlemen, for the final seed of this show. Final seed. I'm talking about seeds. What am I doing here? For the final segment of this show, we are going to get into some fantasy football doghouse. Yes, it's that beautiful segment of the week where you just hear me babble on like an idiot. And hopefully you take something out of it. But for those of you that are following along, you know that I won the title last year. And I am looking to win the title again this year. But this year, we're going to have quite uh, quite a journey ahead of us. Going into the playoffs of round round one of the playoffs, your boy's looking at the fourth seed out of six. Yeah. That's an interesting one, if you do if I do say so myself. Fourth seed, eight and six, going against the fifth seed, eight and six. And the only reason I didn't pull a third seed is because I lost last week. Yep. Hand up, I lost. A lot of shit happened. And the guy in the third seed just absolutely blew it out of the water and he beat me in points four but it is what it is anyway so uh looking at last week we uh we had some difficulties there folks had some difficulties uh tyler huntley hope for nothing but the best but he went down with a concussion and only got me 6.6 points can't hate that i can't can't when the guy gets injured if you hate somebody for getting injured and not giving you enough points of fantasy you're just an absolute scumbag and just a terrible person but that did bring me down a little bit but going down the roster uh josh jacobs 19 points Devonte smith 17 points very very solid by those two uh damian pierce 11 points against the cowboys i like that little underperform he was projected 12 but with the cowboys being a good defense and the i just thought it was going to be a blowout i thought it was gonna be a blowout uh, the Dallas would be up by a significant amount. Houston would have to abandon the run. He'd have to hope for something in the passing game, which would have been very doubtful. But with Houston staying in that game the whole time and only losing, what was it, 27-23? 11 points from Damian Pierce. Not too bad. Uh, going down the list, though, DeAndre Hopkins, 12 points. Could have had more, arguably, if Kyler stayed in. Kyler, again, another injury that went down, and Colt McCoy came in, did his best Colt McCoy impression, but it is what it is. Travis Kelsey, 11 points, went against Denver, should have been more, this, that, whatever. I hate that I'm giving, like, freaking 
excuses right now to guys that are normally high scorers. But I, but I have to, because the matchups looked like were pretty shitty. And to, to start off the week. But you know what? It is what it is. We still made the playoffs. Moving on. However, we get down to DJ Moore. The, what are we doing? The most inconsistent receiver in the entire NFL. He sucks, and then he has 20-point weeks, and he sucks. Sam Darnold comes back last week, gets 20 points. I thought, hey, let's give it a shot against who they play? Seattle, even though a good defense. Maybe calls in a couple receptions. Get, get some yards. Not point six points. Something, please. Anybody? I mean, you won the game, damn it. Something. God. Anyway, he might not see the field for my team next week, but we'll take a look. Uh, Jerry Judy, 33 points, three touchdowns. Welcome back from injury, Jerry Judy. Thank God. Hopefully, you can pull that off again next week. Who are you playing next week? Uh, Arizona? Eh, could happen. And then Cowboys, four points. Again, Houston, the, 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 the fuck you doing? Um, and then Dicker the kicker had to put him in for, for coup from, uh, from Atlanta. Dicker the kicker, 11 points. Thank you for at least keeping this team head above water. But anyway, finished with a total of 128, lost that game. Not the greatest showing, but again, we got the playoffs ahead of us. Let's look at into the playoffs. Now, going back to the quarterback situation, Lamar. Probably out. He's questionable right now, but probably out. Tyler Huntley might be out. So guess who your boy picked up? Daniel Jones. Danny Dimes. So, now, some people are probably asking themselves, Kellen, why are you excited about Danny Dimes? He's playing Washington. They need the win. It's a serious time for the for the G-men. I think Danny Dimes is going to ball out. and he's, he, was, he was the best pickup on the waiver wire. Now, I could have gotten Brock Purdy. I could have. I'll be honest, hand up, swear to God. But I just felt like the situation for for DJ was a lot better than Purdy. That's just me, though. That's just me. Uh, going down, Josh Jacobs, always good. He's going to be playing New England. Got got a questionable tag on him right now, but you, you can't move him unless he's out, out. There's no shot you can move him. I got to put Najee in because, unfortunately, uh, Damian Pierce is doubtful at the moment. But you know what? It is what it is. You can't fault a guy for being injured. Uh, Devontae Smith again. DeAndre Hopkins again. Travis Kelsey against Houston. If Travis Kelsey does not put up 20 points, at least 20 points against Houston, I'm going to lose my shit. One of the worst teams in the league, one of the worst defenses in the league, if against a prolific passer like Patrick Mahomes and one of the best, if not the best tight end in the league right now, if he doesn't put up 20 points and two touchdowns, I will lose my shit. Uh, but anyway, moving on. Jerry Judy against Arizona. I like that. I have to stay with it because there's nobody else on my bench that could match that. Uh, I picked up Jarek McKinnon going down into the second flex spot. I like that. He's uh, projected 12 points against, again, a very, very porous defense in the Houston Texans. So hopefully he can be a solid starter. But now moving into the defense special teams. Yeah, the Cowboys or the or the Niners. Now, the Cowboys, they're playing Jacksonville. The Niners, they're playing Seattle. I like both. Really do. But I like Seattle's offense better 
So that's where I'm scared. So I might have to do some thinking about that. And then Koo moving in, uh, rounding out the starting lineup as the kicker. That whole team is going to project 130.4. I am projected to win the game, but I was also projected to win last week. And that sure as hell didn't freaking happen. But we'll we'll see how it maps out. Obviously, our goal is for back-to-back wins, back-to-back titles. That is still where we are destined to be. But on a path that sees us playing the number one team in the league, I'm very, I'm not scared, very cautious. Very cautious with any moves I make, anything like that. But now that all that's said and done and my babbling is over with, what do you all think of my lineup? Do you think I can pull it off? Think I pull this championship season back-to-back winner, dinger, chicken dinner bullshit off? Let me know in the comments. Please, please, I beg you. Thank you. Alrighty, thank you all so much for tuning in to another beautiful episode of the Midwestern Barfly Podcast. I hope you had a great time. I hope you had fun listening to my stupid voice ramble on about betting, sports, fantasy football. Uh, A few of these topics got a little emotional, got a little vested, got a little riled up. Sorry about that, something different. But you know what? A lot of times you got to rant. Got to sit in front of a mic and just go off. Just go. And that's what I love about this show. Put a mic in front of me and I just go. And whoever wants to listen, whoever thinks it's enjoyable, can listen in. And I cherish every one of you for doing so. So, now that we're closing up the show, make sure to always check out the mwbarflygazette.com. That is where you can find a bunch of different cool uh, cool blogs that we write. Some pics that we do. This, that, whatever. Make sure to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Spotify, uh, fucking Amazon Music, I think we're on, iTunes, uh, still trying to get on Stitcher, that's another story, but anyway, follow us on all of our channels, you'll find those in the description of wherever you're listening to this podcast, and I hope you have an amazing rest of your week, we're getting closer to Christmas, folks, hopefully you've done your shopping, but if you haven't, Check out the store in the description of wherever you're listening to this podcast. Might not get to you in time for Christmas, but it could be a nice backup gift. Not saying that my clothes are backup gifts, but with waiting so long, might not work out there well. Anyway, thank you so much again for for tuning in. I can't talk, so I'm just going to fucking end this and grab a beer, okay? Thanks again. Take care. Love yous.